The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Beautiful day in the borough. Little hoops over tonight at Murphy Center. Lady Raiders in the first round of the WNIT against the Wolford Terriers. With that in mind, Tony Stennett who's the Media Relations Director for Women's Basketball, is going to join us. Uh, Tony, how are you? Great, Monty. How are you? Doing good. Well, I guess the we'll start with the ladies. I guess the sting of the Conference USA tournament has subsided a little bit. And I know when you get into these NIT tournaments, whether it's men or women, uh, you know, a lot of it is who really wants – who embraces it? Who really wants to be there? Uh, I'm sure you've been to practices this week. Uh, what is? What do you think the mindset is of the Lady Raiders right now? Well, you know, I think you nailed it. And uh, listening to the show yesterday uh, when you were talking with Coach Herzer just about what a remarkable fourth quarter that was for Louisiana Tech, it just kind of, you know, it's a real gut punch because I think, one, you feel like you're the better team and have that double-digit lead. And then you not only blow that lead and lose the game, but it's a part of your game that's really been the staple of your team all season, which is is defense. Uh, So to give up 34 points in the fourth quarter and to lose the game that way uh, is pretty, you know, devastating for a team that thought they would be playing in the NCAA tournament. That being said, um, you know, I I don't know if this was good or bad, depending on who you talk to, but we ended up busting back from Dallas on Saturday because we couldn't get flights out until uh, Monday. So Coach Insel said, you know, we're not sitting here for two days. We'll get on the bus. So I think that bus trip allowed for the team to have those 11 and a half hours to kind of get that out of their system, uh, you know, kind of look ahead instead of uh, looking back. And the focus pretty much became we knew we were going to be in the the NIT at that point, we weren't getting that large. So um, I think Coach Hensel does a really good job on refocusing the team. And as he said, you know, the NIT is not the NCAA, and this is not where we wanted to be. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's, it is the next best thing. And there are some really good uh, teams <clears throat> and programs in this, in this tournament. So I think the theme this week has been exactly what you said. At this point, and in this tournament, it really just comes down to, to who wants it more and who really embraces uh, being in this tournament um, and instead of, you know, failing to make the NCAA tournament. 
Um, I think if you look ahead, if you can win a couple games, uh, there's the potential for some really nice matchups. Um, after you get through these first couple rounds, you could be looking at Vanderbilt uh, in a third-round game. You could be looking at uh, playing Purdue or a rematch with Marquette in the quarterfinals if you can if you can get to that point. Um, so I think practice is, has been really good. The girls have gotten after it. I think uh, Anastasia uh, Boldreva had likely her best practice of the year yesterday, and I know she's looking to bounce back in this tournament after not having such a good Conference USA tournament. But, Monty, I think the leadership of the team is why that is. Um, I think when, you know, your, your leaders are players like Dorsar and Courtney Whitson, um, Alexis Whittington, the way they approach practice and their mindset is kind of what drives the team. Uh, and, and I think they have set the tone in practices uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, and, you know, that was one of those quarters, as I said, you know, MKSU in a double-digit lead going to the fourth quarter, it's pretty much over. But sometimes uh, you got to tip the opponent to the hat because they start making shots, and it just snowballed from there. It, it looked like a quarter the Lady Raiders might have not, not and not have it, but, and not have it against them. So, uh, you know, obviously it was a great quarter by La Tech. It was, and, uh, you know, being up 13 at halftime, anything could still happen, and La Tech was really hot down the stretch, won eight of their last ten games and was playing as good as anyone. But uh, where I felt really good about the Lady Raiders' chances is La Tech had a pretty good third quarter, too. And despite that, uh, the Lady Raiders still carried an 11-point lead into the fourth quarter. And as you said, in those scenarios um, – you almost always can bet on the Lady Raiders to win those games. In fact, uh, Middle Tennessee led with five minutes to go in that game. And, and when that has been the case this year, we were undefeated. So, um, you know, it, it, it was just kind of, I think, out of the blue. And uh, really, La Tech had two players that took over, the outstanding guard, Walker. Uh, she just became dominant. And then Annalar Robertson inside, she... She had likely her best game of the year. But, um, you know, the thing is, a lot of those players there at La Tech are back. Of course, a lot of our players are back. Charlotte, who had a, a really good year, they lose pretty much everybody. Um, then then they're still, you're up in the air. Old Dominion, they're going to lose a boatload, but will they even be in the conference next year? Um, so, you know, I think looking ahead, uh, you would basically look at Middle Tennessee and Western, I believe, as the two top teams um, next year in terms of the players that they are returning. Yeah. Oh, you know, I know you're kind of limited in what you can say is, uh, is the the deals with uh, Southern Miss and them wanting out early, that's kind of tempered. Is that stuff that just the, the league office and those respective schools are trying to iron out? It is, and as of right now, you know, they're all in, and the schedule uh, reflects that. Well, of course, the schedule, conference schedule isn't out yet, but at this point, uh, they'll proceed as those those three teams are going to be in the conference. And I think as the league office has stated, um, they, they expect uh, for those contracts and bylaws to be honored, and it's pretty much now in the hands of the attorneys for – those schools and Conference USA. 
Okay, again, tonight, 8 o'clock, the Lady Raiders and the Wofford Terriers. And I would imagine Wofford uh, does want to be here. I mean, they're 17 and 13. Obviously, you would consider an underdog, um, but probably happy to be here at this point. What do you know about them and or as far as any strengths or anything like that? Well, as you said, you know, the Terriers likely underdogs. I'm assuming that was no pun intended. Um, anyhow, the, uh, they are 17 and 13. Like you said, they were second place in the Southern Conference this year, uh, lost in the semifinals of the Southern Conference tournament in a close game to Furman, who they had defeated twice. So I think Walford expected to be in the championship game and much like Middle Tennessee was uh, kind of devastated with a semifinal loss. Uh, that being said, I think they're very excited to be uh, being in postseason play. It's been a while for them. Uh, they shoot a lot of threes, as does Middle Tennessee, so I would think that uh, you would see a lot of balls go up from beyond the arc tonight. Walford is, I believe they come in 32nd in the country and three-point field goals uh, made or per game. Middle Tennessee is fourth in the nation in that category. So uh, I, I think, you know, that's, that's going to be a big part of the game, who's able to knock down uh, their outside shots. And Middle Tennessee has been really, really good at home shooting the three-pointers. Um, so I think that's going to be a big part of it, and that would be something kind of to watch. Another interesting thing, um, you know, Monty, under Coach Insel, the Lady Raiders, uh, you know, shoot a lot of threes and have in all of his 17 seasons. But this is going to go down as one of the best three-point shooting teams um, that we've had, not only under Coach Insel, but in the history of the program. Going into tonight, uh, the Lady Raiders are third in a single season for three-pointers with 294. So with six, they will become only the third team to go over 300. Should easily move into that second spot. They're about 24 away from first all-time for a single season. Um, so if you get a couple, three games here in the NIT, I think that, that record could easily be broken. We're joined today by Tony Stennett. He's the media relations director for Lady Raider basketball. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Planning to paint? Then shop Haines Street Bay Hardware for these great deals. Right now, Scotch Blue Original Painters Tape is just $3.50 for the 60-yard by .94-inch roll. This is Rich Schmidt with more spring savings from Haines Street Bay Hardware. This multi-use tape removes cleanly without damage for up to 14 days after you paint. Pick up these bargains of the month while the supplies last at Haines True Value Hardware. 1807 Memorial Boulevard. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. We are very blessed to have volunteers, to have friends that are decorators that come in and merchandise our store and do our window displays that help with linens, that help with jewelry, that help just make the store look really nice. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street, across from the tall NHC building. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? 
I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Tony Stennett from MTSU's Media Relations Department in charge of Lady Raider basketball today. Tony, if um, MTSU is successful tonight, uh, is the bracket out far enough to know when uh, they would play again against who and would they be able to host again? Well, um, all of those things are kind of known except the last thing. Um, We would play the winner of the Akron-Wake Forest game. That game is being hosted by Wake Forest and uh, it kicks off tonight at 6 o'clock. So we'll know the winner of that game by the time we tip off. I would think that it is likely we would be in a position to host um, a second-round game. Uh, Second-round games are Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So based on the fact that both both winners of our games tonight and who we would play are both playing on Thursday, I would imagine that game would be played um, Sunday afternoon or Monday. I, I don't see that they would play it on Saturday and have you know, only one day for travel and preparation for for those two teams. So uh, it would be either Wake Forest or Akron. And uh, I know that Middle Tennessee has bid on the first two rounds at this point. So um, I would think that the chances are really good to to get another home game um, and then, you know, see where you go from there. You know, unlike the men's NIT, there are 64 teams in the women's NIT. you know, as opposed to the 32 for the men. So I think uh, in the first and second rounds, there's some interesting matchups and, and so forth. But like I said, once you get past um, the first round and really into the second, uh, it starts shaping up with, with some, uh, you know, some name programs and some really good uh, teams and programs um, still playing there in the round of 32. Okay, the men of also you were there obviously for the tournament a heartbreaker of their own and i'm um you know i'm sure they're sitting there thinking you know one more play in double overtime and we're playing for the championship yeah i think that uh as as tough as the women's uh loss in the semifinal was the men's loss uh was probably even more devastating in that um you know as competitive as the game was against a team that probably going into that game, uh, a lot of pundits would have not given Middle Tennessee a chance, especially without um, one of their best players, you know, who didn't play in the tournament. But 
to, to have a chance to win that game at the end of regulation and at the end of overtime and then to fall short in double overtime, uh, that was extremely tough. But, you know, uh, fortunately their season has been extended and, uh, and deservedly so. You know, what a great year for Middle Tennessee and uh, one of the re- most remarkable turnarounds in the NCAA this year. And, you know, lots of credit to uh, Coach Nick McDevitt and his staff um, I don't think anybody saw this, this amazing turnaround happening as quickly as it has. Um, you know, so now it's just managing the roster and moving ahead and, and hoping you know, that, that we can build on this uh, going into next season. But I think uh, the Blue Raiders are very excited about their opportunity uh, coming up this weekend in Daytona, Florida. Yeah, you know, you look at this team, they're going to lose two really good guards and Jefferson and Donovan Sims, of course, from Blackman. But they've got a lot of young talent coming back. So you're hoping maybe, you know, and you got a guy like Cam Weston, I think, is ready to step in and fill a void of one of those guards. And, you know, you hope maybe you can uh, nail one in the port portal. And, you know, I guess like every men's and women's teams across the country uh, these days, you're looking to see if uh, any of your players are entered into that por- portal. Yeah, that's the key is uh, keeping the guys you've got. And, you know, when you look at this turnaround, it's very clear that our coaches did an exceptional job uh, recruiting and in the portal uh, looking at the impact that the transfers, you know, Josh Jefferson as a graduate student and then uh, Leonard, you know, what an amazing freshman he was this year, um, easily one of the best in in Conference USA uh, coming in. So, when, when you look at those players and what they, what they did, like you said, Weston's ready to, to uh, step into his role. I think if you look at it, some of, some of the biggest reasons for this quick turnaround was new guys or young guys. So <clears throat> that gives you great confidence that um, the staff is doing well in recruiting and we're getting the right players uh, that fit the system. And uh, I see no reason – not to believe it's going to continue in an in a upward uh, trend. You know, and like you said, Monty, speaking of the future, I heard, again on your show yesterday when you pointed out about fans never left the Murphy Center disappointed all season. I mean, that, that's very hard to say because, as you said, there's going to be nights you just don't have it. And there was never really one of those nights for neither the men or women's team at home this season. <clears throat> Hopefully that will continue here in the NIT, but – you know, just how remarkable to be able to play that many home games and win every one of them. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's, that's a landmark uh, uh, year for sure, and I don't care who you play. I mean, no. <laughs> to go undefeated at home, you know, that's a, you know, it's a, that is a, a, a short list across the country anyway, but for both programs to do it, you know, as I said, you were a, you were a happy Blue Raider fan if you went to Murphy Center this year. Yeah, and uh, like you said, hopefully. And, and I think that's what gives us a chance to host more games here in the women's NIT is, uh, one, the administration is, is willing to bid and, and put up the money to try to bring these games here. And then, um, you know, the reward is we have really good fan turnout. So um, I think that's, that's part of it, too. But you know, it all works hand-in-hand, hand, and hopefully we'll see more of that here uh, in the postseason. 
the um you look at the uh, back up back to the lady raiders um of course you know they they hit the portal and certainly i think hit a home run with dorsar uh, but they also had a freshman guard um who i guess she kind of groomed to be the point guard next year right uh and that you know uh, i think a lot of people forget uh about courtney blakely because so much attention with the freshmen uh, sometimes get focused on Jalen Gregory or, you know, Anastasia Boldreva. And with good reason, they're both on the all-freshman team. Only five players make that team, and we had two players land there. Uh, Jalen averaged double figures as a freshman. In fact, she's over 300 points for the season, well on her way uh, to the 1,000-point club if she remains healthy and has a good career. And then Anastasia is averaging uh, about 7.5 points a game. So both of them have been, you know, very viable. But um, Courtney Blakely's averaging about 16 minutes a game, almost, you know, plays about half the game. But I think it's just been invaluable what she's been able to sit back and watch uh, in games with Dorsar. But not only that, practice. I mean, if, if we do have people at practice literally every day, but if, if all the fans could just see practice, and see the way Dorsar conducts herself every single day at practice. I mean, there's not one day I can remember uh, this season, or really since she got here in the summer, that she has not been on that court instructing other players. Uh, She is truly a coach on the court, and she has just taken Blakely under her wing and um, I think molded her and is very excited about the future, you know, that, that Courtney brings to the Lady Raiders. And, thing about it is, if there was no Dorsar, Courtney would have started this year. Obviously, probably not been as good as Dor as a true freshman. I mean, that girl's a, a graduate transfer and a tremendous player. But um, Courtney has proven throughout the season that when she has played, uh, she contributes. You know, it's, it's not a struggle by any means. And I think about some of our great point guards. And I was thinking here just recently – you know, Ty Petty, who easily fits into that category, Ty Petty, you know, from Riverdale, I, I was going to say easily top three point guards we've ever had. She may very well be the best we've ever had. And she couldn't get off the bench as a freshman. Um, finally got to play in as a sophomore. So Courtney as Blakely has done some things as a freshman that even the best that we've had uh, haven't been able to do. So, uh, I think the future is really bright for her. I think the coaches are satisfied that she can take the reins. One thing she probably needs to work on here in the off season is uh, developing her outside shot a little more. That's probably where a Ty Petty had a bit of an edge is that she she was really good at distributing the ball, um, driving and, and scoring, but also had a really good outside shot. You know, Blakely is is, is quick off the dribble as any guard that we've had. So uh, that is a really tough matchup there. But when she develops a consistent outside shot to go with that speed, uh, I think she could be lights out. Yeah, I was going to bring that up about Ty Petty right before you did, was that she didn't really even play as a freshman, whereas Courtney um, got valuable minutes, and she's pretty well groomed to take take that job over now. Yeah, and, you know, and I think uh, 
thing about Courtney is you think about her high school career, and it was tremendous. Uh, and I don't know if it was her size. I'm sure it was. But she wasn't heavily recruited. Uh, a lot of people were in on her early, but then, you know, moved on. Um, and I think so she's also one of those players that's out to prove that she is a, a viable Division One player. She has a lot to prove. And, she, you know, she's proven it at the high school level, at a very high level. But what I also go back to is her mom, you know, being an outstanding college player in the Big Ten, playing in the WNBA, and she's a coach. So, um, you know, Courtney has been coached by her mom. She's been groomed. She's played at a high level of travel ball. So I don't think it's surprising at all to Courtney Blakely that, that she's been able to step in and uh, contribute at the Division One level this year. Tony Stennett, he's the media relations director for Lady Raider basketball. Again, they play tonight at 8 o'clock at home against Walford in the WNIT. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. We're still staring at the situation out here in Antioch on 24 East and Westbound. It looks like possibly they're going to open it up westbound before they will eastbound, but you never know. But they do have all the signs of they're about to open it up, so our fingers are crossed here on 24 East and West. It's been a problem out here all afternoon, along with that tanker truck that crashed. It's flooded traffic, as you can imagine, over into parts of Rutherford County. It's crazy over in Laverne and Smyrna as well. PensacolaBeach.com has everything you need to book your next getaway. Check it out at PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins to your cell phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store. Greetings, friends. This is Lenny Farmer with the Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in Murfreesboro. If you ever had to deal with the final arrangements of a loved one, funerals are both emotional and financial. You can easily be drained both ways when you least expect it. I can help you in both of these areas by showing you the positive side of prearranging. Locking in your costs for the rest of your life will truly relieve some emotional stress at that time. Call me, won't you, at 615-893-2422. Let's talk. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? 
Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We come to you from the Murphy Athletic Center where TSSAA Boys Championships are going on this afternoon. Coming up tonight, however, at 8 o'clock, it will be women's basketball in the WNIT as Middle Tennessee will host the Wofford Terriers. The game can be heard right here on the Blue Raider Network and WGNS. Beginning with the pregame show at 7.30, tip time is scheduled to be uh, around 8 o'clock tonight, and a lot of that is determined on how quickly the final game of the TSSAA tournament gets underway or gets completed this afternoon. And, uh, but uh, the TSSAA and Blue Raider Athletics uh, have worked hand-in-hand hand together for years when they each side needs a little extra something, and this was no different this year when Middle Tennessee had the opportunity to play a WNI at home, and TSSAA moved all of today's action up by about half an hour to allow for an 8 o'clock tip-off tonight, and that's happened one other time uh, in the last 10 years or so. Now, the matchup tonight, Middle Tennessee playing their first game since being knocked out of the Conference USA tournament in the semifinals. The uh, Blue Raiders, I'm sure, are eager to get back in action and should come into this game with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Now, Wofford was out of the Southern Conference, uh, was knocked out of their tournament in the semifinals. They finished third during the regular season. So it'll be a good matchup, Southern Conference against Middle Tennessee and Conference USA. The winner of tonight's game between Middle and Wofford will play the winner of Akron and Wake Forest. And whether that game will be played in Murfreesboro or at some other location will be determined uh, almost immediately after Middle Tennessee's game tonight. Uh, the, the Wake Forest-Akron game will be played at 6 o'clock Central Time tonight, and Middle and Wofford, of course, playing at 8 o'clock Central Time. Middle Tennessee men's basketball, final day of practice before traveling tomorrow to Daytona Beach, Florida. They will take on Cal Baptist on Saturday in the first round of the Roman College Basketball Invitational. The Blue Raiders uh, knocked out in a triple overtime matchup uh, in the Conference USA Tournament against eventual champion UAB. The uh, Blue Raiders, if they win on Saturday at four, would play again on Monday, then again on Tuesday, and then again on Wednesday for the championship as long as they keep winning. Middle goes into that event as the number two seed. Last night in Blue Raider baseball, Middle Tennessee had to come from behind to knock off Austin P. and the Blue Raiders had 
got the victory in walk-off fashion as they uh, knocked off Austin P on a wild pitch in the bottom of the ninth with two outs that scored the winning run. Middle went into the bottom of the ninth trailing by a run and ended up winning by a score of seven to six. The Blue Raiders will be hosting Old Dominion in the Conference USA Open Series this evening, or starting tomorrow actually. Schedule time is six o'clock, but there is rain in the forecast. Don't be surprised if the game gets moved a little bit earlier or there is a possibility of a doubleheader on Saturday. But right now, the games are scheduled for 6 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, and 1 p.m. on Sunday. All right, that's it. Be sure to listen to Lady Raider basketball tonight coming up at 7.30 with Dick Palmer and Dwayne Hickey right here on the Blue Raider Network and WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Tony Stennett, the media relations director for the Lady Raider basketball, join us today. He's also does a lot of stuff for the varsity club and thing like that, things like that. And uh, we'll move on to baseball. Uh, of course, Conference USA play cranking up this week. Tony, the Blue Raiders have scuffled out of the gate, but uh, a big weekend last week that I'm sure they're hoping that'll be kind of their turnaround. They go and take uh, two out of three games at Auburn, and if you can go win a series against any SEC team, um, you, you had a good weekend. Yeah, and, you know, Auburn traditionally a very good baseball team, and I think you know, at any point in the season, if you have a good season and uh, are able to get to postseason play or what have you, there's always kind of a point that you look back and think, okay, that was the time. And I don't know that you ever point to a loss as being that time, but in the case of the Blue Raiders, it may very well be. I think looking back over this weekend, everyone will talk about how we beat Auburn two out of three and won that series on the road. But I think I was actually more impressed with the team in the loss on uh, game one of that doubleheader on Sunday after, you know, game was postponed on Saturday. Unfortunately, Eric Swan didn't have it give up seven runs in the first. We end up falling behind 10 to nothing um, in that game and battled back, battled back, scored seven unanswered and brought the, brought the tying run to the plate in the eighth inning. So, 
you know, when you're down seven to nothing and there's one out in the first inning and then you're down ten to nothing, uh, less than a third into that game, it'd be easy to pack it in and, you know, whatever happens here, let's get ready for the uh, for the next one, try to win the next one. But those guys really battled. They put seven more runs on the board after putting ten up on Friday night. So, you know, I think they showed a lot about themselves and a lot uh, of fight and character and kind of maybe what this team is going to be about. So I think that was a really good turning point. And then you saw some of that again Tuesday night in the win against Austin P. Um, down to your last out and, and come off the deck in the ninth inning uh, to win that, that baseball game. And what was, you know, an, a really emotional day for the team. I don't, I don't know that a lot was made of it publicly, but, um, you know, our outstanding sophomore catcher, Briggs Rudder, had, had lost his mother. And that day, the team had been uh, to the funeral, and, and, you know, that night he and his dad were there at the game. Of course, he didn't play. But I don't, I don't know that you could have any more of an emotional situation and then to be down in that game and, and find a way to fight back and, um, and win. You know, I thought that also said a lot about the team. So I think after a tough start and, and against a very, very tough non-conference schedule, um, they've kind of righted the ship to get back to 7-10. and 10. Um, So credit again to, to the coaching staff, but also to these players. Uh, and this is an older team, a veteran team. So they, didn't, they haven't allowed things to kind of get away from them. And now it shapes up as a huge, huge weekend in the conference opener uh, against Old Dominion. I'm not sure if they had any midweek games, but I know they started off here 13-1, and one, and um, they had a good run last year in the postseason. Uh, also back this year as one of the top teams in Conference USA. I believe picked second in the coaches' preseason poll behind um, Southern Miss. So, um, it'll be a huge opener, and uh, there's a great crowd Tuesday night, Monty. Hopefully, uh, we'll see that again throughout the weekend and uh, really throughout the season at least because uh, all of the teams that are picked at the top of the conference this year, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, Charlotte, they all come to Middle Tennessee uh, for a three-game series. So that kind of shapes up in our favor if we can um, take care of business at home and kind of just um, – right the ship there on the road. Again, we're joined today by Tony Stennett, the Media Relations Director for Lady Raider Basketball. Uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Disgruntled Workers Day. <laughs> At this moment, I am a disgruntled worker. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. We're still staring at this situation out here in Antioch on 24 East and Westbound. It looks like possibly they're going to open it up westbound before they will eastbound, but you never know. But they do have all the signs of they're about to open it up. So our fingers are crossed here on 24 East and West. It's been a problem out here all afternoon along with that tanker truck that crashed. It's flooded traffic, as you can imagine, over into parts of Rutherford County. It's crazy over in Laverne and Smyrna as well. PensacolaBeach.com has everything you need to book your next getaway. Check it out at PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury and Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Tony Sennett joining us today. Um, Tony, the Steve Peterson Plaza. Tell us all about it. Well, we're, we're having great movement there. You know, we're continuing to raise money for, for that project. It'll be, uh, you know, over a $100,000 project and already working with uh, the company on the installation of plaques and stuff for the uh, flag park. But what it is is um, it's a way to honor Coach Pete and his legacy at MTSU and what he meant to Blue Raider baseball. So all of the, you know, Pete started this flag park that originally was out in front of the baseball stadium. But after the renovation and when they, they did those statues, then the flags were moved down um, the outside of the third baseline, right there between the parking lot and the fence down the third baseline. Um, so there's championship flags from every year that MTSU has won a championship. And Pete would always have those flags fly on game day, and he'd always fly them on uh, football home weekends as well. And it was just a matter of pride and, and stuff like that for, for Coach. So when we had discussions, uh, Chris Massaro, uh, with John Peterson and the family about ways to honor Coach Pete and things that could be done, um, the flag part kept coming up and how important that was to Coach Pete. So the additions that will be made there to the flag poles and, and the flags that fly is that each, uh, each flagpole there, each championship team, there will be a, a marble base that's about four feet high, and then that base will have a plaque on the top of it that will have the names of every player, uh, manager, and coach from that respective championship team. So, you know, when, when you come back and, and you want to show your, your son or your grandchildren or whatever, you know, you know, this is my team, this was the championship team I played on, um, it will have all of those champions' names uh, through all of the decades. And I think that's something that, you know, if Coach Pete did have a vote and wanted to talk about things that would matter to him, I think he would love this idea because it has the names of those players. And that's what it was all about for Coach Pete was his players and his team. So that is uh, kind of the idea of that flag park. Um, the Peterson Plaza, it will have his name there on the backside of the stadium. 
There will also be a monument with his likeness and um, some words kind of uh, depicting his legacy to Blue Raider baseball, you know, so that, you know, 10, 15 years from now, there'll be players come through or coaches or what have you that may not know Coach Pete or who he was, but this is kind of a way um, that history will be preserved and, and his legacy will always be there and be associated with, with Blue Raider baseball. Hey, you mentioned John Peterson, his son. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, this was back when the press box was very small. Um, didn't really know how safe it was <laughs> either, you know. And uh, little John would come up there, particularly if it was cold. He'd kind of come up there and get him a hot dog and, you know, whatever. He's probably seven years old. But one day, it was a midweek game, and middle, <laughs> middle was getting beat pretty good, and he goes, darn it. We're gonna lose. Can't I can't watch no TV tonight? He <laughs> 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 just came out of the middle of nowhere with that. But anyway, I tell you what, you, you can go on and on about old Pete. He's uh, he's certainly been. He was a true treasure for MTSU. Remains remains that today. I mean, you talk about legacy. I mean, you look at how many of his coaches are involved in high school ball, college ball, pro ball. So. uh that, that, that's going to be a neat addition to the what is already a very nice facility. Yeah, and we'll have more information uh, coming out here in the next couple of weeks, but we plan on having a um, Champions Reunion the weekend of, I'm thinking that's the series April 30th, May 1st, and 2nd. I think that's UTSA coming in. Um, and like I said, we'll be getting more out on this here in the next week or so, but uh, we were hoping to bring back um, – you know, members from players from all the championship teams um, to kind of highlight this deal. And, Monty, uh, anybody that would like to donate to the Peterson Plaza can do so by going to mtsu.edu forward slash Coach Pete. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a way there that you can donate, you know, any amount that, that you would want to uh, to this deal. Or you can also uh, – you know, send a check to the Varsity Club at MTSU Box 557. And uh, that's, of course, Murfreesboro 37132. But um, there's ways people can, can donate if they want to be, you know, part of this and help see it come to fruition. Well, before I let you go, you got to go to a meeting about the uh, Steve Peterson Plaza. Parady is gone, and it's just sickening that he's going to be wearing Dodger blue. Oh, it's, it is. Um, but, you know, again, I heard uh, when you were talking about yesterday uh, the moving forward and uh, outstanding player <clears throat> getting from Oakland. And uh, as, as bad as it is, and, it, you know, I hate it, just really hate it, but I was telling uh, some guys here in the office the other day that at the same time, in this day of baseball the way it is, you also have to appreciate the really good franchises who can – remove the emotion from the decision and make the best business decision for, for the team. And uh, I guess that might have been the case because you're getting a, a younger, healthier player who's a gold glover, uh, so just as good, if not better, defensively, maybe more power. Um, but then what I thought was interesting is right after getting all that done with Olsen as you turn around, 
and you're able to sign Rosario to a two-year deal. So um, apparently, you know, the money was there to, to make some really good deals that would benefit the, the uh, team moving forward. But, yeah, it won't be the same uh, not seeing Freddie coming up uh, in the middle of that lineup. I just dread the day we have to play him uh, and hopefully not in the postseason in big moments. Exactly. All right, Tony, good stuff. Appreciate you uh, joining the show throughout the year. And, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get you back on soon. And um, good luck to the Lady Raiders tonight. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. That's Tony Stennett, the media relations director for the Lady Raider basketball team and is also heavily involved with the Varsity Club and the Hall of Fame. And as you tell, the Steve Peterson Project. Uh, So lots of good things going over on over there all right everybody have a great rest of the day hope your brackets don't bust we'll talk to you tomorrow all sports talk on news radio wgns has been brought to you by state farm agents andy womack bud morris and deb insel chip walters with exit realty bob lamb and associates first bank mike tanzel with my team insurance parks auction company greg hall with halls auto care steve ruckert with rai advisors Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.